Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Hello, Ananga. It's such a pleasure to share some time with you again. Hey, Shan. Really nice to be connecting with you. I'm glad that we're going to come together today and talk about how an Ayurvedic spring can help calm stress and anxiety. Certainly applies to me right now, and uh, I'm sure that it does to several of our listeners and would love to continue our conversation about Ayurveda. Wonderful. So my first question is, why does my kapha body and pitta mind feel so restless this time of year? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Ayurveda teaches that as without, so within. So spring's a big change. We can all observe how for countries where we have consistent snow and traditional winters, when the spring comes, everything changes and all that frozen water starts to thaw and move. So the same thing happens within our body. Kapha accumulates over winter and when things start livening up in the spring and the temperature gets warmer in the spring then any congestion that we've accumulated over winter starts to move in our body so for kapha we can get spring colds it's really common for people at this time of year to have runny noses it may manifest as an actual cold or there may just be some congestion moving from the body and for the pitta mind spring has a real push when you see the flowers come the colours that you see in the flowers at spring, that comes, according to Ayurveda, from fire. And it's the fire element that moves the pitta mind. So the pitta mind very much wants to get up and get going at this time of year. And it can feel a bit restless and a bit frustrated with that. So then you combine the two and you've really got a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> you have. You've got a copper body that's trying to get going and move some congestion and a pitta mind that's trying to haul it out the door. But uh, right. there's plenty you can do too to get things in harmony and moving nicely. And I suspect that that diet has a lot to do with that. And I wonder, do our bodies require a different diet in the spring? They do, and different diets for different body types as well. But um, there are some general rules which are easy to apply for an Ayurvedic spring. The general principle is to go for a lighter diet. In the winter, we tend to favor heavier, warm oilier foods and at least that's the ayurvedic recommendation in winter we can eat heavier vegetable stews with some olive oil or some ghee to keep the body warm and and lubricated and in spring it's recommended that we switch out for a drier lighter diet favoring grains like barley instead of heavier grains like wheat ayurveda recommends reducing dairy particularly if you're kapha and then to favor grains vegetables turmeric and ginger in cooking so a simple lighter diet But for vata types, if they are suffering from stress and anxiety, in Ayurveda, like increases like, meaning the same thing increases the same thing within us. So vata is already light and it's already dry. So a vata person who's suffering from stress and anxiety shouldn't lighten their diet up or dry it up too much. They should keep their diet warm, wet, slightly oily, again, favouring vegetable stews, soups, dals, things like that that are easy to digest, and look for help from spices like ginger, turmeric, mint tea, cardamom, and cinnamon. All of those are good to help clear the body out, to help the blood if it's feeling stagnant, particularly ginger and turmeric, help clean the blood up and keep things moving nicely. 
and help cleanse the blood and clear congestion from the body. Do you have a favorite tea or dish where you, I know you use turmeric a lot. For some people, though, um, they may not have heard of it or they may have heard of it and don't really know how to use it. Is there a way that you would get somebody started um, using that in their diet? Yeah, the easiest way to do it is to introduce it into your diet. So um, many of our listeners have probably seen it in the health press. You see that people talking about this yellow spice that can help with senility and mental health issues in old age. And they talk about curcumin. That's the active ingredient in turmeric. So turmeric can be found in the spice aisle of most grocery stores. It's a yellow powder. It has a fairly um, mild taste. It's not particularly spicy or taste that's particularly present in your food unless you use it in really large quantities but it gives a nice yellow color to food and has a very good effect on the blood and inflammation in the body all kinds of problems within the body so one of the easiest ways to use it is to just introduce a small amount perhaps a quarter of a teaspoon into some oil and sizzle it in the oil and then you can drizzle it over vegetables or for the kind of cooking I do following an Ayurvedic regimen, usually we begin our cooking with a little bit of ghee, which is clarified butter or olive oil, and then we'll introduce some turmeric or other spices for health and flavouring. And usually I will sizzle those in the oil first and then introduce some vegetables and sauté those into the oil. Just a small amount of oil, it's not a big amount, just a small amount, just enough to deal with the spices. And what happens then is that the good properties from the spice go into the oil. It's quite simple, just warm up some turmeric in a little oil and you can drizzle it over vegetables or add it to soups or whatever you're cooking. Oh, great. Thank you for sharing that. That's um, something that uh, that I want to do more of and I suspect our listeners may as well appreciate that very much. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Also, you can get it in capsules, but that's something you need to obviously discuss with your health practitioner. If somebody's taking anticoagulants, then they shouldn't take much turmeric. But apart from that, it's it's very gentle, harmless herb. Mm. So let's talk about how the different dosha types are affected by seasonal change. We talked a little bit about kapha and vata, but I think it probably would be helpful to just kind of run through all three types and um, share what we can be looking for and then have a better idea of how we can care for ourselves through seasonal change. Sure. For kapha, the challenge is congestion and getting the body moving again after winter they can feel a little bit sluggish when they get going and and you're going to have some mucus and congestion moving from the body so just to keep warm and gradually get more active is the way to deal with that and that's something we can talk about the ways to deal with it in a little bit more detail later but that's the challenge mainly for kapha is congestion pitters will experience an increased likelihood of allergies runny nose and eyes of course we've got more pollen coming into the air now so that's how they're going to notice changes and they may not always welcome the spring as much as the other two doshic types. For vata, apart from the fact that it's a change and vata can become unsettled by change, spring is a really wonderful season because vata very much benefits from the warmer air. So for vata, it's a wonderful time for renewal, for setting your sankalpa, your intention for the weeks and months ahead and really looking after yourself, cleansing your body, uplifting your mind and starting to stretch and move. So for people suffering from stress and anxiety, spring is a wonderful season to take advantage of and get involved in. What kind of activities do you think are best to help us stay balanced this time of year? Some really simple ones which are very easy for us all to do. Walking, walking in nature, especially in the morning, taking advantage of being in touch with the sun coming out and just really marching out, particularly cuffers can 
swing their arms and move their legs, almost hiking, vigorous walking. Pitta can take it a little easier and just enjoy a morning stroll, breathing in the, the cool morning air, taking in the colours of the flowers. And for Vata also, just getting out and moving, stretching, enjoying nature, breathing in the warmer air. Um, some breathing exercises, particularly beneficial, especially as we've discussed before, alternate nostril breathing, which listeners can find details of on our website, how to do it. And it's very easy, very calming, but also clearing to the body and the mind. So doubly beneficial. And anything that involves stretching, getting your arms above your head, opening the chest, any yoga postures for stretching and opening the chest are particularly beneficial. And also to do that outside if you can, go out in the sunshine and just really stretch and put your head back and open your chest and breathe in the warmer air. Mm. And all of those are really quite simple to do, which is nice. So just add that to the list. And it seems that for all dosha types, it's just a matter of of getting moving again. Mm-hmm. It's It's a matter of bringing in the fresh air and just nourishing our senses and allowing ourselves to wake up from a slumber. Absolutely. Yep, get moving, keep warm in the mornings and evenings. It's really important to keep wrapped up and warm when the air is cooler. But yes, to just transition into more outdoors, active state as much as we can. And then I have another question about the kapha energy. It seems to me that no matter what dosha type you are, that it's possible to have a buildup of that kapha energy after the winter, if, you're, if you've experienced the, the wintertime. Is that true? Yeah, definitely. Again, depending on the, the strength of the influence of your climate, of the season that you're living in, people who live somewhere where, the, where there's a lot of snowfall and that's there, held on the land for a long period of time, that brings up the kapha energy in the body quite markedly. Here in the UK, we've had a, a mixed winter. We've had some snow, but only for a couple of weeks, and we've had a fairly dry winter. So you have to look at how the season's been rather than just think of it as a textbook season. It's, it's all to do with what's actually happening outside the window and what we're living with around us. But, yeah, there's a general tendency for congestion to build in the body over winter. Okay. And another thing that's very good for that is to, if you're, if you're experiencing congestion, a really gentle, easy way to deal with it that doesn't really upset any of the doshas is just first thing in the morning to squeeze a little fresh lime into a cup of hot water and sip that. That's a very nice, gentle cleanse. And speaking of cleansing, this is the time of year where a lot of my friends and a lot of the blogs that I follow and people are talking about spring being a great time for detoxification. And I'm wondering, is there anything else that you recommend for a natural clearing or detoxification of the body? Yeah, there are several things you can do. The primary one is to really start to move and stretch to get that happening in the body, as we've already discussed. In Ayurveda, when you want to cleanse, then there's a a mono diet recommended where you eat a very simple dish called kitri, which we can put some information on the notes for this discussion on the website. It's made of rice and mung dal cooked together with some vegetables and spices, and it looks like a savoury porridge. It's really easy to digest. It's perfect food for babies and convalescents and, and the elderly because there's very, very little effort taken in digesting it and maximum nourishment. So if you really want to cleanse Ayurvedically, then the first thing people would do would be to put themselves on a mono diet for a week or sometimes 10 days. Um, ginger tea to open and cleanse the channels of the body. Peppermint tea is also good. Or just sipping plain hot water rather than cold drinks throughout the day. Hot water is much more 
hydrating and cleansing to the deeper tissues of the body than cold. So if you want to cleanse, don't take ice drinks and keep off dairy, particularly cold dairy. And just give yourself this warm, easy to digest diet while you get yourself moving a bit more. Oh, excellent. Well, I'm so glad to, to know that. I'm already doing some of these things. And now I look forward to the recipe that you mentioned earlier. And, that, and that's called... Kitchen. Okay. Yeah, it's mung bean and rice with vegetables. I'll have to whip some of that up. Thank you so much for answering these questions. That comes up for me as I'm learning more about Ayurveda and wanting to better care for my body and have a better understanding of of how to best play with my doshas <laughs> uh, and suspect that our listeners will come away with some new ideas as well. And and when we can honor ourselves and and have a better understanding of what our bodies need, that in itself will lower our stress and anxiety. Absolutely. That's what it's all about, getting to know yourself better and nurture yourself, knowing how to support yourself. Mm, excellent. Well, I look forward to coming together again soon for another Slayer session. Loved this one and appreciate all of your great information. And we'll talk to you again soon. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Anxiety Slayer. You are welcome to join our Facebook community for supportive, healing, and healthy conversations at facebook.com forward slash anxiety slayer.